what they forget, he said, my counsel shall stand. So if you're halfway intelligent, and I like to think most of you are, if you're halfway intelligent, he's trying to tell us that only his advice is going to last. Now, you might get someone else's advice that lasts for a little while or lasts for a long while. But what he's saying is, my counsel shall stand, and I will do what? I will do what I have put in place to do. So everyone that is going against his counsel or that is not in his counsel, and he says, I will do all my pleasure, everyone that is not in the de declaration of what he said in the beginning is going to fail. I will support all my pleasure. What's the pleasure of God? Do we even know? Because if you don't know what the pleasure of God is, where are you going to be? You're going to be in your feelings. You're going to be in your thought, and you're going to be in your opinion. Wait a minute. But then you're going to get frustrated when it don't happen. When God has already told you where to be. Am I making sense? Now, we learned that he declared the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, the things that have not yet even happened, saying, my counsel will stand. Now, just knowing that, that should be enough for you to be successful. Come on, somebody. That should be enough for you not only to be a star, to be a superstar. You've got the notes for the test, but you're going to get a C or below on the test. He's already declared the end from the beginning. Now, he's already told you where success is going to be. Now, who's the fool that will not listen to the creator who spoke the world in existence? I'm not talking about anybody in here. I'm asking a question. Get verse 9. <clears throat> Remember the former things of, you see them colons? He's making a statement. What's he saying, anybody? He said, don't forget this. How many of us, because of circumstances, because of events, forgot this? Forget this. Now, you're going to try to get across the street in busy traffic, but you're going to close your eyes and wonder why you got hit. Huh? There's a right way and a wrong way to do everything. And so what he's trying to tell you is, do not forget this old principle. Don't forget this. What is the principle? For I am the alpha. I am the alpha. Your husband ain't the alpha. You ain't the alpha. Your boss ain't the alpha. Grandma and grandpa ain't the alpha. Your pastor ain't the alpha. God said, I am God. He said, don't forget who God is. So what your husband don't like it? I am God. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. He's trying to tell you, don't forget this principle. Because there will be things that come along in your life to try to persuade you out of this. To try to convince you of some other effect. He said, remember this former thing of old, for I am God and there is just a few. One or two. He said, there is none else. See, brothers and gentlemen, we got to remember this. 
in this war we got going on called life. Scripture talks about the war that's going on between the ears. The war of your mind trying to influence, trying to get influence. But a lot of people are talking, and that's why I said, who are you listening to? I'm not going to get away from the voices and people talking. Husbands got an opinion. Wife's got an opinion. Pastors have an opinion. But what about what God said? Why don't we stick to the one that God said? I don't care what the wife say. Does it match up with God? You can't get upset because a wife is talking. She caught up with her opinion, but you know who God is. Why you get upset and not help her? Help her understand, baby, I hear you, but what did God say? That's what a man's job is. That's what a husband's job is, is to bring everything into obedience as the first example of God's creation. But I got so many men who take their, 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 their cue from their wife. And that can't be right. He said, for I am God and there is none else. I am God. There is none like me. Doing what? Declaring. Declaring. Declaring the end from the beginning. So what is happening here is God is telling you what I've done for your benefit. Now, you can get out if you want to. Hell did not create itself. Hell did not create itself. I ain't got no sympathy for nobody that want to go to hell. I don't have no sympathy for nobody who's going to hell. Because that's your choice. Just like heaven was your choice. Now, you cannot convince me, even by the testimonies that were given today, that the God who spoke this world in existence, that knows every hair on every human's head, will not send in place a plan for you to make it if that is your interest. Don't tell me this, because we'll go back to Hebrews here in a minute after we deal with this question. But God said... I am God, and I have declared the end from the beginning for your benefit. I'm telling you this in the beginning so you can make it if you try. Now, going back to Hebrews, still dealing with it, your hope is where your hope is at. And if your hope is not in the declaration of the Alpha and the Omega, go to hell then. That's your right. Don't come crying to me that you ain't getting the blessings of this life that God gave through Jesus when he gave his blood on the cross because you want to go against the grain. God promised to give you life abundantly because of the death, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, I believe that's already happened. So therefore, life is available to every blood-born person. Who hear what I'm saying? But you ain't got to partake in it. But don't come crying because you decided to do something else. So when he's talking, declaring the end, you don't, ain't none of us come here. David told us we was born in sin and we were shaped by our feelings, our thoughts, and our opinions, iniquity. That's how we was born. A lot of us got raised feelings, thoughts, and opinions. But that's not what this saying. This saying, God said, I am the alpha, the omega, 
and I have declared the end from the beginning. Matter of fact, even things that have not happened yet, way back in ancient times, I have said it's going to take place. So keep in mind, my counsel is the one that's going to be standing. And I will support everyone who is in my will. Am I making sense? So don't expect your marriage to go right when you're going to take God's title and run it your way. Don't expect your kids to grow up straight when you're going to not train them like God told you to train them when he gave them to you. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Because that's how drunk most of us are. Because we love God in our, love, our hearts. You know, we love him so much that we're going to do very little that he said, but we pray. When we don't realize that prayer is a conversation piece, when we express to God where we're at, but also God tell us where he at so that we can get our mind right. Pastor, or, or Lord, uh, cause this and this to happen. In Jesus' name, amen. And then when it don't happen, you got the nerve to get mad when he already told you, my counsel will stand. Now, who's the fool? The one praying or the one praying thinking God going to do what they want him to do when God already declared what's going to happen? I'm trying to help. So whether you're in the will of God or not, that's up to you. And that's not why he wrote this. He wrote this for every intelligent person to understand that you're messing with a padded hand. He got the victory if you just want to do it the right way. Am I making sense? 2 Timothy 3 and 1. This know also that in the last days, what does it say? Now this word perilous means to the idea of reducing your strength. For men shall be lovers of, not the lovers of God, the lovers of their own selves. They'll be covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent or inconsistent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of, and that's what we talked to start off, lovers of their own selves. And we list a bunch of examples, and then we come down, lovers of, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of what God say. These individuals, religious, having a form of, but they deny the, in Acts 1 and 8, tell you, the power is the Holy Ghost. They deny the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost ain't no Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God, which is holy. That's why it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God. But they having a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof from such they religious folks, but they don't have the name. They don't carry the name. And you can't have a relationship of credibility without the name. A girlfriend don't get the name. She get the sex. She might get the house. She might get money. She might get everything that is part of a relationship. But when the death has happened, she don't have the name, so she can't get the inheritance. God is blessing everybody because we are his children with benefits as his children. But nobody that don't have the name can't have the inheritance. That's the difference between salvation and religion is the name. If you ain't baptized in the name, you can't have no authority. I'm trying to help. Jesus was talking to Pilate 
before they put him down. And Pilate said, what is true? And that's what I'm asking. What is true? See, the thing is, we got to find out what is true. You have to turn over a many a rock, maybe. The Bible said broad is the way that leadeth to the wrong place. But narrow is the way that leadeth to right. And very few it be given to. Or very few that find it. And see, you got to find your answer. Because, see, the pastor can give you a foundation that come from the Bible. But this is your life. Come on, somebody. This is your marriage. Come on, somebody. These are your kids. And if you got two kids, you got two different souls in that house. And you got two different personalities that you're going to have to learn how to train to do what is right. So what I'm saying is you got to find out where you're supposed to be as a man. Some of us are ears, some of us are fingers, some of us are toes, some of us are belly buttons, or whatever you want to call it. But what is God calling you to do? Who, oh, y'all don't hear me. Matthew said, not he that has a crooked past, he said he that doeth going forward. So the question, his answer to his question is, what you going to do going forward? Now, if I don't know nothing except for I went the wrong way, I'm going to go a different way. It may not be the right way, but I know that way ain't right. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew, he said, learn. Learn how to get it right. Learn how to do well. Am I making sense? You got to learn. Because if you fail to learn, you're going to continue to make mistakes. The only way you do what is right is you learn how to do that. Did nobody come here learning how, knowing how to do right? We had to learn. And that's where the failure is. Uh, you, you, you was emotional when you came, you still emotional. Huh? You were still angry when you came, you still angry. You see what I'm saying? Where was the learning part? You was mouthy and opinionated when you came, you're still mouthy and opinionated. What good did God do for you? God didn't do you no good because you're still the same way you was. Do you hear what I'm saying? God in the presence will change you because it's a nature change. A nature is a desire. And if your desires don't change, now let me tell you, flesh always going to be there. But the word says, ain't that what he said in the fourth uh, chapter of Matthew? When the adversary came against Jesus, he said, Satan, get thee behind me. No, he said, the word says, the word says. That's why we hear the word in our heart. So in order for him and everyone to be successful, we got to find out what your calling is. That's exciting, ain't it? Is that exciting? Man, there's a lot of testimonies going forth today about uh, uh, grown folks that didn't have a, a father representative. And me being one of, but I, I'm so excited when I found out when God said, if you do this, I will do this. I, I was thrilled when I found in scripture that God cared enough about me to provide a way for me to be successful. God didn't have nobody giving advice or giving direction or someone I could ask. They said, but that Holy Ghost, but that Spirit of God. I wasn't right, but God cared enough about me to lead me in a way to where I could get my eyes open. You see what I'm saying? That's how real this is. God is not dead. God is alive. And he's providing direction to every heart, soul, and mind 
that want to be saved. You can't convince me that you're by yourself. You can't convince me it's only you out there. God saw you the whole time. God's had you in his hand the whole time. God's trying to work it out for you the whole time. God got it. God's got it. God's got it. But you want to focus on something else. You want to dwell on something else. You want to believe something else. Well, you deserve what you get. Because God been there the whole time trying to provide. It ain't nothing but a test. It ain't nothing but a test. It ain't nothing but a test. You just being tested. You just being found out where you really at. How far you have gone or how close you are. That's all that is. I believe God. Knock me down. I believe God. Mistreat me. I believe God. Don't treat me. I believe God. I ain't trying to believe nobody. I believe God. He the one that saved me. He the one that gave me breath. He the one that showed, the, showed me the light. I believe God. We, miss, we need some more God believers. We need folks to get away from these perilous times. Falling off, being lovers of your own selves. Your feelings, your thoughts, and your opinions. More worried about pleasure than pleasing God. Don't you understand when you please God, you got the pleasures of life? Some of them have been so tormented. We won't get married, but we want to have sex. What? We want to live in big houses, but we don't want to work a full-time job. Come on, somebody. You got to do stuff the right way. I'm a grown man. Well, act like a grown man. I'm a grown woman. Well, act like a grown woman. Stop crying all, all the time. Put your shoulder to the wheel and trust God. Go ahead. Go back to Hebrews 11 and 1. Now, when we look at this, notice it says, now faith is. Not yesterday's faith. You know what? When, when I was a little kid, I used to have a lot of faith in God. Um, you're a grown man now. What you got now? You hear what I'm saying? You know, a few years ago, I used to be really rich. Well, it looked like you broke down now. Hey, I understand what used to be, but we're talking about today. Today. Because you can be successful today and a failure tomorrow. Because the Bible talks about continuing. Now, faith is the substance of things. Hope. All of us, when we came, we came weary, worn, and sad. And we asked God to pick us up, to turn us around, to put our feet on solid ground. I know it's a song, but what I'm saying is we came the way we came with a hope that God would help us. And based on the foundation of hope, it got turned into faith. Who hear what I'm saying? I had a hope. But that's, no, no, I want you to slow down. I had a hope, and it turned it into faith. But you got a hope that turned you into a crack addict. Come on, somebody. You got a hope that turned you into a failure. I'm talking about what you're listening to. Because some of us are so down on ourselves that God can't help us. Some of us are so caught up on ourselves that God can't help us. All because of your focus and where it's at. You got to come here saying, I can be somebody. I just can't do it by myself. I need some help, Lord. 
you got to get on your knees. Say, I trust you, Lord. I can't see nothing. Lord, I don't know nothing, but I know you help me if I just get my mind right and I got hope in you. You're going to try to drive a car looking in the mirror and wondering why you're getting a wreck. Come on now. You're trying to get up. You got to have look up. You can't look down and go forward. You can't look back and go forward. I want to go forward. So you got to focus on what you're looking at. I want to get somewhere. Lord, I want to be holy. Lord, I want to be sanctified. Lord, I want to make heaven show me the way. Show me the way. But you have to fight your way through this. Sin don't want to let you go. Sin don't want to lose its influence. Sin don't want to let you be successful. That's why I said there's a war going on. There's a war. The weapons of this warfare are about you being able to put your mind right. That's why the sin wants your mind. That's why there's such a conflict in your mind. You don't like it, but you shouldn't care what you like. You should focus on what is right. Stay with that. That's the argument for your feelings. What is right? That's the argument for your opinion. What is right? Now you got to decide once you make that argument what point is being. Oh, it's easy. It's easy. So faith is the substance of things hopeful based on the evidence of things. I don't see it. What's in your heart? I don't understand it. What's in your heart? Do you see what I'm saying? You may not see it, but where's your hope at? That's what faith is. Faith is about the condition of a heart. Faith is not based on what you see. Faith is what's on in your heart. Pastor, I want to be saved. Well, get up and be saved then. No. <laughs> get up and be saved then. Well, I don't know how. Well, ask your question. Because if it's in your heart, it's time for you to learn how to do it if you don't know how. I want to be a good person. Well, be a good person. I don't know how. Ask your question. What I'm trying to tell you, what's really in your heart, what's really in your heart, what is for real in your heart is what will drive you. If it's not really in your heart, then it's going to fizzle out. If it's not really in your heart, you will be inconsistent because it will be your heart and then somebody uh, blessing you out. Then you say, yeah, I need to do better until your heart take over. And then somebody come, you see what I'm saying? It's what's in your heart that's going to tell on you. What's in your heart? What's your operating system? Everybody want to be a millionaire, but nobody want to go to work. Yes, sir. Now, faith is the makeup of hope. Faith. See, God knows what's best for us. We know what we want. And what you want may not be good for you. So God, as a heavenly father, he's going to protect you from what you thought was good. Who hear what I'm saying? <clears throat> so God is always taking care of us. But what God is doing, what my point is, what God is doing and what we are doing, even though God brought you here, you're not going to have contentment because you're out of joint. Any finger out of joint is going to have some soreness, some discomfort. Any finger way out of joint is going to have pain. 
For those of us who are in pain, that's just telling you, you're way out of joint. Come on, somebody. That's telling you you're way too far to the left or to the right. You got to get back in alignment where God would have you to be. You're not always sore. Well, move back over a little bit where God told you to be. Because in God, there is contentment and God promised to keep your mind. How are you going to be saved when something in this world is bigger than you? It's going to drive you down. You need God to protect you from that pain. You need God to help you get through that. I can't do it by myself. It's too big for me. That's why I need God. It's too big for my mind. I can't handle this. We got to have a dumping ground. That's where God, he brings us back into compliance. We were just walking along fine. Somebody said something, knocked us all off kelter in our brain. And now we're struggling. And we try to carry that instead of taking everything to God in prayer. That's what the writer said, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we don't carry everything to God in prayer. We didn't talk to God about it. We listened to what they said. We listened to how they felt. We got contaminated by their opinion. And now we're struggling. And that poison was meant to cause you perilous difficulty. But you didn't have enough sense to go see the doctor. Your heavenly father. You didn't have enough sense. Lord, help me with this. Lord, this is too big for me. Because, see, I know what I do with this. And I know that ain't right. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? I know what I would do with this feeling. And I know that ain't right. Lord, you're going to have to help me. Otherwise, I ain't going to be able to make it. You know, make it sense? Let's go back to James 2 and 17. We got substance. Faith is the makeup of hope. Things hoped. Gotcha. Now, faith is the makeup of hope. Faith. Faith. Why do you think people get a liquor bottle? Because they got faith, what it's going to do for them. They know I got a need to forget, to get out of touch, whatever, the, whatever your reason for drinking is. So they go get a bottle because I know the bottle going to help me do this. Drugs, going the opposite way. Who hear what I'm saying? This, this ain't talking about Bible faith. This is talking about faith product. Your faith in alcohol was based on your desire for alcohol. The adversary ain't never going to hit me with cigarettes. I've never been a smoker, detested it. So this, uh, uh, for those of you who got problems smoking and want to be saved, you're going to find packs and boxes of cigarettes laying around. <laughs> you're going to get tested. Because we're going to try to test where your hope, your faith is. I'm trying to help you. So faith is not just a Bible word, it's a belief word. So then we got substance. Then we got evidence. Is there evidence of your faith because of what you see or because of what's in your heart? And see, if you believe, you will do. I need a drink. You ain't got one. So what you do? Go get one. <laughs> oh, y'all don't hear me. You ain't got to have faith. You ain't got to have God to believe in God. Just like you ain't got to want to have a drink to want a drink. Was that too deep or what? I ain't got no drink, but I want a drink. So I go get drink. I want God, 
but I ain't got God, but God's supposed to come get me. See, I don't have to go get God. I don't have to do nothing, but if I want a drink, the bottle ain't going to come to me. I got to go get that, but I won't go get God. Now, a bottle ain't going to do nothing for me, but God will, but I won't go get what that just tell you how off we are. I'm just trying to help. 